kind of like hollow and empty. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Oh, I guess it just is. A- after watching regarding Jenny, there's not much else to look forward to? Yeah. That's think, fair. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The movie changed me. <laughs> and so did our Patreon episode. Yes, well, you know. I used to have happy days, and <laughs> now I have none. Yeah, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash raincoatreport, which we did not promote last episode. We didn't. We did a terrible job. But, uh, yeah, this past week we discussed uh, Happy Day, or no, it's uh, This Ain't Happy Days Triple X, Fonzie Loves Pinky. Yeah. The One- second yeah. of Axel Braun's parodies of Happy Days. Which we meant to watch. Yes. Yeah. And not... We didn't mean to watch the first one. We no. meant to watch the second one. Yeah, I've seen all the early seasons of Happy Days. I know what happens. Right. <laughs> I can just imagine the debauchery, you know? Yeah. But more like later in the series, like when Mork showed up. Or Mork. Oh, yeah. It was Robin Williams. Did He's, he start on Happy Days? He did. Okay. Yeah. I know that there were several spinoffs from yeah. Happy Days. But... Yeah. Well, we got Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Got Mork and Mindy. Yeah, okay. Joni loves Chachi. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, Tom Bosley's Jerk Off Hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, lots of stuff. Uh, but today we're not talking about Happy Days. What are we? What are we talking about? We're talking about sad and desperate days. Oh, the sad and desperate days that befall people who uh, interact in the world of gambling. Yeah. More and more people are gambling nowadays. They advertise it on TV a lot. Yeah. You can't watch a sporting event without talking of gambling. Whereas it wasn't that long ago bef- uh, since uh, yeah, gambling they electrocuted was. electrocuted Pete Rose's balls for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he got choke slammed by Kane for it. Yeah. Did he really? WrestleMania, I think it was 14. 14 okay. or 15. Well, he got choke slammed by Kane. The, I don't know that they said it was for that. Oh, I was but, like, did the court sentence him to that? <laughs> I mean, probably. I, I didn't. I didn't really follow to, up on the. Sentence you to a choke slam. <laughs> <laughs> but, and ninety uh, hours of community service. Yes, but today we're going to talk about a 1971 production from uh, one of the greats of exploitation cinema, Doris Wishman. Oh. Today we are talking about Love Toy. This isn't another doll one, is it? Thankfully, it is not. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, definitely the title could lead you to think so. I got scared when you told me we had to watch this one after regarding Jenny. Yeah, we we could have been doing another theme month. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't think I could take a doll theme month. I think that would be the end of it. (laughs) Well, uh, Love Toy, uh, again, is produced by Doris Wishman, who has a... Long and sordid history of exploitation cinema, particularly sexploitation. Um, she did do, I believe it's two hardcore films, mm-hmm. uh, one of which we've covered, Come With Me, My Love. Yeah. Did we cover the other one, Satan Was a Lady? We have covered okay. both, yeah. We have covered Satan Was a Lady, Come With Me, My Love, and probably a couple other Doris Wishman films at this point. Uh, but yeah, this is not a uh, hardcore film, but it is a film with several sex scenes and uh, a lot of head scratching that makes it certainly worth the discussion of the Raincoat Report. Yeah, we're 
wish maniacs over here, you know? We are. Anything she did where there's some tits out, I guess we'll probably see it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, this film has a a very small cast, but, uh, you know, they get the job done. Uh, we have Bernard Marcel as Alex, the uh, predatory man who uh, is taking advantage of the degenerate gambling of Marcus, played by Larry Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of looks like... Uh... Wait, the degenerate gambler? No. Our bad guy, our fella Alex. Mm-hmm. He looks like Mo. Mo Sizzlack. Okay. <laughs> He's got like a long, like that longer lip and that kind of like greasy curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real Mo. Uh, Alex's wife, Mary, is played by Uta Erickson. And uh, Marcus's daughter, who unfortunately becomes the victim in all of this, is played by Pat Happel. Uh, Chris is her character's name. Yes. Pat Apple. That's not a real name. Happel. H-A-P-P-E-L. Happel. Maybe that is a real name. I mean, it might not be. Path Apple. Uh, Pat was in only four films in total. She was in uh, Horn Aplenty in 1970 okay. in an uncredited role. Uh, she was, of course, in this love toy. She was also in The Young Erotic Fanny Hill as Ronnie Archer in 1971. Not the title role? No. no. And she was also in Quick Turnover in 1973. But uh, this film, uh, it looks like... Uh, Quick Turnover may have been a hardcore film. Excellent. But uh, Love Toy is not. But what it is, is Bananas. Yeah, it's definitely a Doris Wishman film all the way through. Yes, yes. Uh, There's uh, more synced... uh, There's more people talking with their mouths on screen than a lot of Doris Wishman films. Yeah, it's better certainly than... uh, was it uh satan was a lady where like it seems like the same people dubbed like every character so it was impossible (laughs) to tell who was talking yeah yeah uh and you know the uh, small cast makes it pretty easy to track what's going on here um the overall plot of this film i would say would be kind of uh ghastly and disturbing if it weren't for the fact that it's a doris wishman film Mm -hmm. and also it takes some strange turns along the way i guess yeah uh but yeah this is the story of a man who bets away his daughter and the consequences of that and uh boy are there consequences if you had a daughter would you bet would you better would you bet everything i don't think so but i don't if I I don't know if I got into the situation where I had gambled away my house, my car, and my factory. Yeah. Maybe desperation would get to me. I think so. What if you lost your daughter on like sports gambling? Like you're doing like <laughs> DraftKings. DraftKings. Or even like worse than that, you're doing like those like super small like micro bets or whatever where someone's gonna get like such and such you know like yardage or whatever right or like oh maybe this person will get injured uh, trading away your daughter on the hopes that uh a current sports figure would 
who I know none of will be injured in a game. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up in a lot of levels. Uh, oh man, that would be like a good setup for like a fun film where the dad's like, I can't lose this bet. And he has to like stop the <laughs> sports guy by any means necessary. He has to Tanya Harding her. Yeah. Or him. Or him. Yeah. It, it depends on the sport. Yeah. If it's uh, basketball, it could be men or ladies. If it's football, probably just guys. Uh, golf. I only ever see guys golf, but I've heard that the uh, lesbians love to golf. Okay. I think women can play football as well. They can, but there's not like a league for them, right? I don't know that there's a professional league for them, but I know gamblers women. can gamble on anything. That's true. People could be taking bets on us right now. Oh, man. I hope they are. We could set that up. Oh, we could game it. Like, we'll set up the site and set up the odds and all that, but then we'll game it by not doing the thing. What or you're we'll doing is dive. you're setting us up to get choke slammed by Kane. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's the mayor of Knox County and a political nightmare of a person yeah can someone else choke slam us we'll see we'll try to get that worked out okay well we can talk to the lawyers about setting up the gambling site and uh possible wrestling based arbitration that might <laughs> come from the fallout of that all right well we'll do that during our break and we'll yeah, be yeah. right back to talk a little bit more about love toy then one day Samuel disappeared. Hmm. He probably went looking for food. I think of him every day. I never saw him again. He was the only living thing that was ever really mine. Mary, she... I want you. To be my kitten. All right, we're back on the raincoat report. Uh, I think that we might be able to get somebody else to choke slam us, but okay. we're still a little hazy on all of that. We're going to have to keep working on this uh, in between episodes. Bruno Sammartino? He is dead, unfortunately. Yeah, what about Gorilla Monsoon? He is also dead. Uh, one of the Von Erics? Most of them are dead. Kevin, I believe, is still alive. Can you choke slam us? Pro, uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, who's another dead wrestler? Uh, <laughs> hey, haystack, bul- bulbous, haystack bulbous. <laughs> Yeah, we'll try to get him to choke slam us. Okay, I want Tor Johnson to choke slam me. Oh yeah. Yeah, that would be my ideal. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I have a strong feeling he's no longer with us. <laughs> Wrestlers don't live very long, do they? Um, no. No. Oh. Some of them don't. It's rough on the body, I suppose. Yeah. All Bruno, that Bruno was alive for a long time. He was in his eighties. His late 80s, early 90s, something like that. Good for him. Good for Bruno. Uh, he could have choked us, slammed us to the end. Yes. Uh, now, Love Toy. Love Toy will live forever. HP Love Toy. 
(laughs) (laughs) So Love Toy opens on credits, which consists of a neat painting of dark figures dancing. Yes. uh, Followed by several stills of the film itself as uh, the credits are on screen. Then we cut to a card game. There's a uh, Japanese-style painting in the background. Yeah. And uh, the participants in this card game are Marcus and Alex. My grandparents had a lot of, like, Japanese-oriental sort of decoration yeah. in their home. Did your grandparents have anything like that? Um, yeah, my grandmother is Buddhist. Oh, okay. And because well, of that, not... she had a lot of uh, Asian-type... That's not fair. I think mine were just racist. Oh, okay. They're just like, ah, the Far East. I mean, either could be considered cultural appropriation. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Old people. When they die, I'm going to get all that stuff. Excellent. And then you can be the next generation of it. I'm going to get a kimono and I'm just going to lounge around and it was no underwear. Excellent. Yeah. I'm going to honor my Japanese ancestry. (laughs) I think that's probably where they got all that stuff right probably yeah they're probably my i'm probably related to the samurai (laughs) treasures of the samurai that's how i choose to interact with them you've been known to wear a ponytail like a samurai yeah i'm a wandering ronin in search of a master (laughs) uh so mary alex's wife is watching as these two guys are smoking as real men do and playing cards we see a few hundred dollars on the table alex asks marcus if he has a good hand and gets no response marcus indeed loses the hand and has to toss over a couple hundred dollars alex notes he can't remember having so many hot hands as mary looks out the window at the streets and traffic Marcus starts writing Alex IOUs, apparently, in order to try to win his stuff back, but he's having bad luck. Yeah. And as we discussed in the intro, he's lost pretty much everything at this point. Yeah, he's he's uh, he doesn't know when to quit. Alex says he's become a rich man just by the turn of the cards. He tells Marcus he'll give him until Friday to vacate his house. He says, as to your factory, and then we cut... To Chris walking into a bedroom. Chris is Marcus's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, played once again by the lovely Pat Happel. She takes off her scarf and her coat. We cut back to the game, and in true Doris Wishman fashion, we hear Chris yelling out to them, Hi, Dad. <laughs> Marcus answers her, and she says that she's going to bed early and apologizes to his guests. He tells her good night. We cut back to the bedroom, and Chris is looking at herself in the mirror naked. She then puts on a sheer black robe-like nightgown and climbs into bed. Uh, one thing I will say is that she looks very good, and that's yeah. a that's a good uh, thing for the film. It helps the film a lot. She's yes. her, she's a, a young, attractive blonde. Yes. But, uh, as we said, not in many films, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Back at the table, Alex tells Marcus he's proven he's a gambler. He asked, how would you like to make the biggest gamble of your life? He says that he could win back everything he lost, his house, his factory, everything else. 
Marcus asks what he means. Alex says that he'll tear up those IOUs and Marcus will owe him nothing for just one night with his daughter. Oh. Marcus tells Alex that he and his wife need to get lost. Alex calms him down and asks what Chris is going to think when she finds out that she's homeless and her father gambled away her inheritance. Alex pleads that he's willing to give it all back for just a few hours of pleasure. Marcus says he can't. Alex says, very well. Come along, Mary. On his way out, Alex asks Marcus for his car keys. Marcus says, all right, you win. Alex corrects him, no, we all win. Ah, because he gets all his stuff back. Yes. Yeah. And then he gets to uh, do whatever he wants with his daughter, which is quite a lot. Yes, (laughs) as we will find out. (laughs) Uh, And not the things necessarily that you think. Some of the things that you think, and several other things that you couldn't have dreamed of. Yeah. Uh, Doris Wishman is the dreamer of dreams, just like Willy Wonka. (laughs) Yes. Alex says that he'll have a drink to their good fortune. Marcus buries his face in his hands in shame. Alex pauses for a drink, but when he starts to walk towards Chris's room, Marcus jumps up and stops him, but is then wrestled down to a chair by Alex and Mary, who then tie him to the chair. If you make another sound, I'll show you what a real beating is, Alex tells him. Yeah, just the first of many random beatings. Yes. He tells him it'll be over soon. He says they made a deal, and if Marcus keeps his end, Alex will keep his. We see Alex open a door and look into a bedroom. We pan around this bedroom for like 30 seconds, and then we realize it was the wrong bedroom. Oh, oops. He then moves on to another room, and this time he has found the right one. As Alex is walking around, Marcus asks Mary to untie him. Mary walks up to him and reaches behind Marcus as if she's going to untie him. But then she hears the sound of a door closing and she steps away, shaking her head as Marcus pleads with her again. We watch Alex make his way into Chris's room, turning on her light and caressing her shoulders before she awakens. She asks what happened and he tells her not to be alarmed. Alex explains that her father has had a run of bad luck playing cards tonight. He says that he warned him not to bet so much, but he lost everything he owned. His factory, his car, his house, all his cash. Are you much of a card player? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm much of one. There was a period of time where uh, several of my friends were really big into playing Texas Hold'em. And uh, I would play some like Friday night, late night Texas Hold'em with them. You were any good? No, I was pretty bad at it. I never won any money, but they were like $5 buy-ins. I never had to bet any family members or anything. I had to play, um, I played a lot, I didn't have to play, I played a lot of Magic the Gathering. I did play a lot of Magic the Gathering. I was pretty good at that. I think I probably, it would have been, been, uh, you know, like a, probably like a 75-25 on whether or not I would have lost my family member, I think. (laughs) <laughs> it's high stakes you know like i'll either i'm either definitely gonna win or i'm definitely gonna lose do you it, ever uh 
bet Nicholas in a game of Magic the Gathering? Yeah, he had to be uh, my friend's brother for a week. (laughs) (laughs) And he just played quit hitting yourself with him until he brought him back. (laughs) Chris says, poor dad. Alex says, well, I don't want you guys to be homeless and penniless, so I made a deal with your father. And he traded it all back for a night with her. Mm. Chris says, that can't be true, but Alex says a deal is a deal, and her father agreed. Chris hesitates and finally says, all right, anything you say. And this is where the strangeness begins. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, the inciting incident (laughs) is already... uh... Super bizarre and fucked up, but yes. uh, things are just start starting. Yes, so Alex goes on to say that she reminds him of Samuel. He explains that he was very poor growing up, and he didn't have enough money for toys, but he had Samuel, his pet cat. Yeah. He explains Samuel used to look at him with the same eyes. He used to give Samuel water, pretending it was milk, and Samuel would look up at him with the same reproachful eyes. The Chris was. He explains one day Samuel ran away and he never saw him again. Because he wouldn't give him any damn milk. Now, Alex wants Chris to be his kitten. Oh, yeah. Alex steps out of the room and returns with a small bowl of milk, which he sits on the floor. Yeah, it's, it's cat-sized. He says, come on, Samuel, and pulls Chris out of bed and pulls her gown off. He says, come on, Samuel, and tells her, it's real milk this time, see? (laughs) He makes her crawl over to the dish, and we see her dip her tongue in the milk. She stops, and Alex angrily demands that she lick it repeatedly, and we watch as she laps up some milk. After a moment, Alex pulls Chris off the floor and says, she's not Samuel. Samuel ran away. Mom said he'd come back, but he never did. Alex goes on to talk about how busy his mother was, having to feed seven kids with no money. He trails off and looks up at Chris and says, You be my mama. Mama didn't have time for me, but you've got time for me. You've got lots of time for me. Alex grabs Chris's shoulders and sits her on the bed. He says, Mama, I'm hungry. Yeah. Alex... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he's... She's mama now. Yeah. Uh... There's a lot going on with this man psychologically. (laughs) Alex quickly undresses and climbs onto the bed and starts to suck Chris's nipple. Chris grunts in protest. They hear laughter coming from outside the room, and Alex sits up and says, That's Mary, his wife. She always laughs when she's dancing. We cut to the living room, and indeed Mary is dancing seductively in front of Marcus. Alex says Mary was so peaceful and quiet, that's why he married her. He says she's almost a body without a soul, and the only time she seems alive is when she's dancing. He says he almost has no wife, but you, you be my wife. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, he's gone. she's gone from mama to wife. Yes. Uh, disturbing, to say the <laughs> least. We cut back to the living room, and Mary is caressing Marcus's body, and she unzips his pants. He asks her why she's doing this, and tells her that she's sick. We see her reach a hand into his pants and stimulate him for a moment, before pulling her hand out and zipping him back up and kissing him a bit. 
Back in the bedroom, they're role-playing. Alex walks up to Chris and tells her that he just came home from the office. He says that she should ask how his day was. She doesn't. And, and he grabs and twists her arm. And then just kind of yells it. Yeah. Yeah. She asks how his day was finally, and he says it was fine and that they should go to bed. Chris throws off her gown and crawls into bed, and Alex similarly undresses and gets into bed, kissing and rubbing on her body as she slightly pulls away from him. She grunts and pulls away more after a bit, and he asks what's the matter. She quiets down, and he seems to start to go down on her. At first she seems to be ambivalent, but then she seems to start enjoying it, pushing his head down a bit and then actively kissing him when they start to make out. He then puts his cock in her mouth and she starts to suck it. I will say that for Doris Wishman Softcore, this looks a bit more real than usual. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, uh, But you could definitely figure it out. Yeah, I don't think he's hard. It looks like she's got her hand near her mouth and yes. is just kind of stimulating it. Yeah. But a similar thing happens in the, I guess what you would call the penetration scene. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, he's not thrusting, he's just kind of sucking his gut in and out to yeah. like stimulate it. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're doing their best. Alex says, oh, my beautiful Chris, oh, my beautiful wife. He then mounts her missionary uh, in a more traditional, unbelievable Doris Wishman sex scene. Mm-hmm. After some thrusting for a bit, Alex seems to collapse onto Chris. He's then stirred a bit by hearing his wife laughing again, and he sits up. Alex says, Mary isn't real, but she is my wife. He says that he wants a child, but a woman without a soul cannot have a child. Oh. He says, you, you be my child. Is that a theological belief? Uh, Perhaps. A woman without a soul could not have a child. It's what they say. I gotta think about that one. That's deep. Uh, Did you ever see the first uh, Avengers film? I did. I don't really remember it. There was a, a scene that was... Pretty. It was written by Joss Whedon, I believe, right? I think that yeah. one is. There's a scene that's pretty bizarre between the Hulk and uh, Black Widow, where like she reveals like she can't have children because of like this government programming stuff uh, she went through. And he's like, "Oh, we're both monsters." It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that. That might be a little bit of a yeah, stretch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless the government also removed her soul, and that's why she can't have children. We're not sure about that. They definitely like fucked up her uterus but uh is that the same as not having a soul joss whedon thinks so (laughs) (laughs) that's why he's in so much trouble yeah (laughs) uh back in the living room we see mary light a cigarette marcus asks for help again and is instead tortured with a lit cigarette yeah that's (laughs) cool that's a classic wishman touch yeah she uh drags a cigarette on him a bit before starting to grind on him more We cut to the bedroom, and Chris is in another silky nightgown with pigtails in her hair. Alex is lecturing her about playing house with Tommy. He wants her to say sorry for being bad. She does it, so he decides that he needs to spank her. So Alex grabs Chris and puts her across his knee and spanks her, quickly and repeatedly several times. Mm -hmm. He then tells her to stand in the corner until she says sorry. Yeah, uh... The editing in the spanking scene is pretty cool. 
Like it's just like a lot of like fast cuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like that. You know, I like to call it out where I see it. Yeah. We see Mary in the living room. She's just sitting there. And then the scene blurs out. And then we see her, I guess, as a kid. She hears some sounds and giggles outside her room and asks, Mother, are you all right? Mm-hmm. She gets up and looks out her bedroom door and sees into another movie. Yeah. I assume this is another Doris Wishman film. Probably. Or just something. It's an, it's it's something. It's obviously from something else, and it's in black and white. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we see black and white footage of a guy putting his hands under a woman's panties and grinding yeah. around a bit. We then see the woman take off her bra and the guy bury his face in her breasts. Uh, we see some softcore missionary sex, some nipple tweaking, some cowgirl. Yeah, I kind of like zoned out during this part. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? Why is this taking so long uh, at the beginning? And when I came back to, it was still happening. Yeah. We get this for, yeah, a few minutes with a lot of the bodies just entwined and caressing, some fake cunnilingus. Uh, after a bit, this moves on to making out. We hear the guy say, you're the hottest bitch I've ever known. I had you on the couch, on the floor, on the bed. And she replies, that comes from a lot of practice. And she laughs. There's more caressing between them and the scene finally blurs out. Uh, we see Mary gasp and crawl back into her bed. And then the shot returns to Mary in the present, sitting on the couch in the living room. Mm-hmm. Back in the bedroom, Chris says that she can't stand in the corner any longer. Alex demands that she says sorry, and she finally does. Alex asks her to promise that she won't play those naughty games with Tommy anymore, and she does. Alex tells her she's a good girl, and that he's going to get her the horsey that I, or you, always wanted. Yeah. He then tells her to get undressed. I'm gonna be your horsey. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, what a horsey he is. Yes, so Chris takes off her nightgown, and he asks if she wants a ride and hands her his belt and tells her to make him go fast. So Alex gets on his hands and knees, and Chris sits on his back. Alex bucks around as Chris slaps him with his belt for a minute. He then asks her to be his horsey and says he wants a ride, so he gets on her back and slaps her a bit with his belt before she collapses on the floor. Yeah, he's bigger than her. She's, yes. It's the classic, uh, you know, it's the horses become the jockey. Yes, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, it's that's why they don't ever do it in reverse. <laughs> that's why they never do that at the Derby. Yeah, they tried it one year, and <laughs> all the jockeys' backs broke before they even got out of the gate. They had to shoot them all on the track. Yeah. <laughs> it was a massacre. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird derby. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, the the, uh, the viewership was like, the ratings were flagging, you know? Yeah, they had to do something. Yeah. Alex notes that she's a tired little horsey. <laughs> he takes the pigtails out of her hair and sits her up on the bed. Alex tells Chris... You, you be my mistress. He says that he vowed to have a mistress one day that loved him and only him. You be my mistress. The phone then starts to ring and Chris says to let her answer it. It's her boyfriend. Alex says that can't be. I'm your boyfriend. 
There's no one else for you. There's only me. Don't forget that. Alex tells her that they should do this the way it's supposed to be done. He says, use this, and hands her some lipstick. Alex gets redressed, and he hands her a sheer black nightgown and tells her to put this on. Alex steps out of the room and then walks back in. Hello, darling. He asks if she missed him and if she's glad to see him. She, of course, doesn't respond. He says that they should make love and ask her to take her robe off. She does not get into it. He lays her on the bed and gets on top of her. She makes no sounds. He tells her to look alive. I'm your lover. Alex then starts to fuck Chris Missionary. We see Mary step in, and she's watching as Alex starts to go down on Chris. Chris gets on top of Alex Cowgirl, and we watch as Mary reaches into her panties as she's watching and starts to play with herself. Chris starts to blow Alex. As Mary's watching, she picks up a small glass bottle mm-hmm. and starts to rub it against her lips. Like a perfume bottle or something? Yeah, it's something, something odd. small. It's yeah. uh, got sharp edges to it, though. Yeah, it's got a lot of like angles to it. Yeah, I wouldn't put it inside me. Yeah, she... Uh, Thankfully, she doesn't really. Right, but uh, we do watch as she places it between her legs and seemingly starts to masturbate with it. Yeah. After playing with it for a minute, she just drops it to the ground. Yep. Probably cut her. Probably. Alex and Chris are rolling around, and he's seemingly fucking her doggy style when he looks over and sees Mary watching him. Alex asks Mary if she likes Chris. He asks her to show him how much she likes Chris, noting that, I'll be kind to you, whatever that means. Alex undresses Mary, and she climbs into bed and starts making out with Chris. The ladies make out and caress one another for a bit. Mary goes down on Chris a bit. Alex jumps into bed with the duo and Mm -hmm. starts kissing them. Then Mary straddles Alex's face as Chris goes down on him. Chris then mounts Alex Cowgirl, and the ladies make out as they're on top of Alex. Yeah, and you see Alex's feet, and they are coal black. (laughs) (laughs) This continues for a minute, and Alex says that he has a great idea. He'll get Marcus, and they can all make love together. Alex walks into the living room and tells Marcus to come with him so that he can watch his daughter make love to him. (laughs) Marcus spits in Alex's face, and then Alex punches him a few times and drags him into the bedroom. Hell yeah. When they come in, Chris asks if her father actually made this deal. Marcus whimpers and doesn't respond. Chris says, you did! Alex throws Marcus into a chair, and then Alex kisses and caresses Chris as she just stares at her father. Marcus looks away and Alex screams at him to make sure he's watching. Alex and the two ladies cuddle naked together in bed and Alex laughs like a maniac as the trio stares at Marcus. Alex gets back up and grabs Marcus telling him that he didn't forget him. He should have fun too. Alex throws Marcus onto the floor and then he grabs Chris and tells her that her father made a deal with him and not to forget it. Alex throws Chris onto the floor next to her father. She reaches over and starts to unbutton his shirt, and he reaches back over and grabs her ass and starts to kiss her. He then starts to gasp and pushes her away. Chris says, What's the matter? Don't you want to make love to me, your daughter? Marcus yells, You slut! 
and grabs Chris and starts to smother her with her nightgown. Yeah. And indeed, it seems he totally finishes her off. Yeah, he <laughs> kills her. This movie's violent. <laughs> Marcus starts to cry, and Mary gasps at the sight. We then cut to Chris in bed. Chris, Chris, why are you moaning? It's her father waking her up, checking on her. Oh, thank God, she's alive. Chris tells her father it's, it's not all, to go. It's all a crazy dream. Yeah. Chris tells her father not to go, saying she had an awful dream. Marcus says that he can't stay. He and Alex are playing cards, and he's got to finish the game. He says he's got to change into his smoking jacket and tells her to go to sleep. Marcus walks out, and Chris sits up and looks around a bit before laying back down. We get a shot of the streets at night, seemingly out the window. We then cut back inside and see Alex opening the bedroom door and looking at Chris in her bed. Uh oh. He turns on the light and sits down next to her, touching her shoulders and caressing them to stir her awake. She asks what's the matter, and he tells her not to worry, but he has to tell her something. Her father had a stroke of bad luck in his card game tonight. Chris then looks at him with a grimace of terror on her face and screams. We get a close-up of her mouth with the end yep. as the film ends. That's, yeah. And, uh, it was it was all real. And or, that, or it was all a dream. We don't know. And that was Love Toy. Oh, boy. My thing that's been toyed with here are my expectations. <laughs> well, this was a very different type of love toy from last week but we'll talk about that a little bit more after we take a break here and we'll be back to talk about love toy you're a good girl chris and now i'm going to get you that horsey i i mean you always wanted Come on, get undressed. I'm going to be your horsey. All right, we are back on the raincoat report. Well, so we are. And uh, it's time once again for... <laughs> the raincoat review. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have them laughing both ways all laughs all laughs all the time just like uh last week's patreon episode yes built in with its very own laugh track yes uh but this week we're talking about the love toy yes regarding jenny no i still have the dvd here <laughs> but uh the love toy is a Doris Wishman film that we have just discussed. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a pretty, uh, it's pretty, a pretty fun little film. Uh, kind of crazy. Yeah. In its way, uh, definitely a lot of uh, of the. Uh, it's definitely big on the exploitation. Yes, I'll say. Uh, this one is. It uh, runs the exploitation gamut. Yeah, for what was like acceptable circa 1973, it sure does. Uh, we got beatens, we got incest, we got horses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, horsies. They're Horsing different. around. Yeah, a lot of horseplay. Yes. Uh, but uh, 
I, I, I real I enjoyed this one. Uh, I thought it was maybe not slow, but I thought the pacing wasn't great in it. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit undercooked. I would say. Okay. Uh, there's that like stuff with Mary that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but seems to kind of been designed to fill time. Yeah. Certainly, especially when there's like a five minute clip from another film. Yeah. Interposed uh, into the middle of that. My 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 guess, uh, looking at it with the uh, idea that it makes sense, mm-hmm. is that this is a uh, a reflection back on Mary's childhood. Uh, for an inciting event that has led her to live a life where she's totally okay supporting her husband sexually yeah. exploiting a young girl. Perhaps it was Alex who was exploiting her mom. Ooh, I hadn't uh, thought about that. Yeah, think about that. Could be tough to tell with all the voices being dubbed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a there's a, an interesting little psychological nugget here to yeah. it. That's uh, that I think could have been uh, explored a little bit more, but it is at the end of the day a Doris Wishman film, so uh, getting a nice surface level treatment of all that sort of thing is uh, pretty good because she's going to do it in her style. Yes. Uh, and this one I don't think was as creative as some of the other, uh, say, Satan was a no, not Satan was a like a haunted pussy. Yeah. And just being bizarre. But uh, it tickles my fancy, <laughs> I would say. Uh, I would give it probably three stars, I believe. Okay. I believe I, that's what I would give it ultimately. Uh, uh, Patty Apple mm-hmm. is uh, she's quite a delight. We don't get to see uh, too much more of her, it seems like, in the future. So we have to treasure her where she is. Yes. Uh, I thought the, I guess you would call it the performance, even with the dubbing of Alex, I thought he was good. He's a very strange character. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I think one of the good things about Doris Wishman films is, is that everyone acts completely inhuman. Yeah. So they're all fairly interesting people. Yeah. Even when it doesn't amount to much, which makes the films, uh, generally more, uh, fun and more, uh, unique watches and similar stuff like say if anthony spinelli or something had put this together at the same time it would probably be dreck yes Uh, this rises above that barely just (laughs) by her uh her fiery uh commitment to exploitation films yes yeah that's what i will say uh about you boss i enjoy this film a lot Mm -hmm. um I read about this film on uh, Bleeding Skull like years ago. Yeah. And was like, oh, this sounds wacky. Yeah. And I yeah. uh, hadn't seen it. But um, recently, Agfa put out a few box sets of Doris Wishman films. And yeah. this finally came out as part of that. Nice. And uh, I am uh, very pleased with this. Uh, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks the great. Restoration's no, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was very pleased by this. It is wacky and mm-hmm. totally off the rails. Yeah. And um, it's, I don't know, it's exploitation perfection to me. Sure, yeah. Um, it has a great balancing act in the sense that it's taking just 
uh, as I said earlier, just what would be like a really dark and bleak film, yeah. like created by almost anyone else, mm-hmm. and makes it uh, fun just because of how wacky it is, yeah, yeah, and, and how just completely otherworldly it seems at mm-hmm. times. Uh, the the cast is just at an eleven the whole time. Yeah, I think they're all they're all a. Uh, uh, specified uh chris and alex but i think the other two play their parts pretty well yeah uh, since they get more screen time together yeah their stuff is like a lot more like surreal and drugged out yes it's just like scenes of her torturing him while having flashbacks to her traumatized childhood yeah. uh but uh i really like the, the he's a great marcus is a great groaner he's like <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, no he is um, I, I kind of appreciated while it's not focused on much, just Mary, like just being weird and seducing Marcus and mm-hmm. then slapping him around and shit in yeah. the other room. It's great. Um, I think that it's worth pointing out that the music in this is really trippy, spacey stuff. Oh yeah. I did like it's, a lot of the music in this as well. It's a very nice, like psychedelic like, rock, yeah, like late sixties, early seventies, like psychedelic rock score yeah definitely it's um, uh it's really good um yeah overall i love it i'm uh-huh. gonna give it four stars all right that's i mean that's fine i um, mean if you're if you're, you're well going in your rights if you're going to just watch a fuck film uh this is probably not the choice yeah but if you want your brain melted by some weird 70s exploitation mm-hmm. uh this is as good as almost any I think this would pair really well with uh, Frankie and Johnny Were Lovers, to be honest. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. if you watch both of those in one night, I think you would need the rest of the week to recover. Yeah. <laughs> it would be one hell of a double feature. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah. But uh, four stars. Four stars, yep. Cumulative 3.5, we'll say. Yeah. It was... Uh, Round down. Yes, uh... Overall, I was much more pleased with this than uh, regarding Ginny. Oh yeah, this was like uh, <laughs> this was like if they like when they put me in jail. This was like when they let me out. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. All right. Well, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raincoat Report. I already mentioned Patreon.com slash Raincoat Report, but there it is again. A couple times. Uh, Got a new. This ain't not Axel Braun doing. This ain't Happy Days. Triple X. Triple X. Fonzie loves, loves Pinky. Pinky. Yeah. That's not... I don't think there was a... I don't know if... I don't think Fonzie had a spinoff. Yeah. His whole career, I guess, after that is really him just kind of trading on being the Fonz. But, you know, the Fonz had a leather jacket, which is pretty cool. You know, um, good on a motorcycle. But if you're going down... 42nd street you don't want to forget your raincoat yes <laughs> what's the matter Shh. don't be frightened what do you want there's something i have to tell you your father had a stroke of bad luck in his card game tonight <laughs> <laughs>